Hello, Polytopians. Thanks for tuning into the Polytopian Times. I'm your host, Sam, and today we're going to do a rehash of the tribe tier list with the updates given through the diplomacy beta since the meta seems to have changed. So here is the Polytopian Times diplomacy beta tribe tier list. Without any further ado, let's jump right on in. Starting out with S tier, I think we have our new best tribe in the game, and that is Zabasi. They did really, really, really well, what with the buff to windmills, and the chap nerf really doesn't hurt them a lot. They didn't have a lot of trees to start with. Um, overall, they're doing pretty strong, and I think uh, they became the dominant turn zero tribe and that definitely gives them uh i think the top rank in the game right now um the rest of us here i don't really want to rank them more than one or another i think they're all about unilaterally the same based on their use cases um next up we have kiku and kiku's obviously still up there because they're a strong turn zero tribe who has an advantage if you're in any sort of a naval game and that hasn't changed Farms may be better, but starting with fishing gives you access to the water faster, and that means that they have their versatile use, and they're never really too out of their element, unless you're on a drylands map. Next up, we have Quetzali, who got a huge bump, what with the release of Diplomacy, and um, really what pushed them up is they, they have decent resources to start with. Sure, they don't start with the resource tech, but they do start with Diplomacy now, or Strategy, rather which means they have access to defenders and to peace treaties, which is super useful in team games, can also be extremely useful in free-for-alls. You can play around with them in all sorts of ways. And um, I think even more important is their early access to diplomacy at the far end of this, where they can begin to set up embassies for extremely important early game income. I do believe sooner than most other tribes would be able to get to it. And uh, beyond that, they have early access to cloaks and daggers when they are at maximum impact, and I think that's another thing that we can't overlook. Something that really pushes Quetzali up to uh, top tier. Uh, beyond that, we have Symanti and Polaris, of course. Symanti is actually slightly better than they were before because they finally have algae, and they needed algae to have population again, so that is back and awesome. And players never change. They're really good at freezing stuff. You can smash them early game if you can get to them, but if you don't, um, you're going to have a horrible mid to late game because they only get stronger and stronger as they grow in the ice spreads. Now uh, let's move on to A tier. And in A tier we have Imperius, who is um, still fairly strong. They also have fairly early access to diplomacy. It's even potentially arguable whether or not they might be able to get there faster than Quetzali while having a functional economy. I believe that might be the case, you know. So they definitely rank up in the A tier. However, they don't have the mass amount of farms that Sabasi has, nor do they have a particularly quick rush into the water, so they don't quite make it to S tier. Uh, moving on after that, we have Yadok, a very strong tribe again, who's very fast. Um, but they don't quite make the S-tier mark, although they are very good. Um, again, they are just not going to be able to compete with someone who's got uh, that extreme advantage in the early game, um, either at land or at sea. 
Uh, moving on, we have a tribe that has fallen a bit from grace, and that is Barter. So chopping's no longer so great, so their mass amount of forests isn't really so important anymore. Hunting's still a decent tech, and they still have plenty of resources there, but um, now they don't have that extreme little buff that they used to have just with their passive chop ability, and um, they don't have many farms at all, so they'd have to burn down forests to get there, and that's more of a mid-to-late game thing. It, their early game's not quite as strong as it was comparatively. Um, when you try and compare it to Zabasi or Kiku, or perhaps even Imperius, at least their mid-game, I should say their early mid-game, uh, when we're starting to look at the first farms popping up. Um, moving on after Barter, we have Vengir, rounding out our total of the tribes in the A tier. And of course, they've got their nice strong start with their swordsmen. Um, but more importantly, they have a plethora of um, tier 2 resources, so a wide variety of mountains to take advantage of with their mints, and more importantly, a large number of farms with which to take advantage of with windmills. And that's just something that pushes them up. In the mid to late game, their weak economy flips on its head and they become a true threat. And in early game, they remain a threat the whole time because they have the gnarliest melee unit available. Now, Moving on from A tier, we hit our B tier tribes. And first off in B tier, we have Imo, who I've seen do rather well in the game since the beta change. Um, their obvious philosophy bonus gives them relatively quick access to diplomacy if they so choose. And um, in general, they're not amazing like some of the tribes above them, but they're also not bad. They do have an advantage and can fare fairly well on their own. And they didn't take a massive, massive nerf. Um, from the uh, overall diplomacy beta changes, although they were hit fairly hard by the mining uh, and forages to mining and mints change, um, which has put some of the tribes a little lower down the list where they are. After Imo, we have Umaji in the B tier, and obviously Umaji's great with their early game riders for quick expansion and uh, early aggression if you want to do a rider rush. Um, however, they're not the strongest with their starting unit, and uh, they don't start with an economic tech, and their lands aren't super duper rich. Again, usually heavy more in fruits, however in the mid game they are going to do better now, because windmills are more lucrative, so that farming is going to give them a bit of a boost economy-wise once they hit the mid-game. And that leaves them up solidly in the B tier, not lower down. Um, moving past that, we have Luxador, who have moved up to the B tier, and they're doing fairly well there. Um, their same versatile fluid start as normal. The real change here is, is that um, Luxador now has the fluidity to maybe pursue diplomacy early on, go get fruit, which is fairly common in their lands, and then run down that path all the way till they get cloaks and daggers fairly early on. It's an option for them, and um, they have that opportunity more so than some other tribes who might be tied into what their starting tech is if they want to have an advantage early in the game. Moving on from Luxador, we hit our C-tier tribes. And in the C-tier, we start out with Chinchi. And Chinchi kind of got hurt in this update a good bit. Don't get me wrong, they do have farms and stuff, and they're not devoid of resources, but early game mining was kind of one of their potential routes to an economic advantage, and they no longer get to benefit from that 
nowhere near as much. It, it kind of caps their potential to grow, ultimately, and um, the mining just doesn't make up for their overall loss of economic potential. Um, I mean, don't get me wrong, they're feeling better now that they're not trying to rush knights and not having to counter that, you know. Early game swords can be a little more impactful, but um, at the end of the day, they can't pull it off as well as Luxador, or sorry, Vengear, what am I saying? And um, they don't get them early enough to be as impactful as Vengear can, and they don't get that late game economy that Vengear gets once they get their farms and windmills going, so that kind of holds Chinchi back and puts him down into the C tier. Moving on from that, we have Hudrick, who is now resoundingly in the C tier. Um, obviously, they have an okay starting unit, but it's not the most survivable. Uh, it's certainly useful, but easy to get killed, and you can lose a fair chunk of stars in the early game, proportional to your income when one of those archers die. Um, and now they don't get the chopping bonus anymore, since that got nerfed down to one star, so... Um, Really, the few advantages you could say they theoretically had over Vengear are kind of gone now, and um, I guess that just leaves them squarely in the C tier. And finally, we have a very, very sad demotion. It's Illyrian down at the bottom of C tier, and it's... I mean, they're slightly better than Aquarian still. They start with attack, and Polytors are certainly very useful in the early game, but... um. In the current meta, they are limited to what farms naturally spawn and stuff. They can't burn new farms anymore, so they can't create economy that way. Um, and now with the mining nerf, and well, specifically with forges being nerfed down to uh, just giving you one star per turn and no population, they don't have a chance to grow and farm the dragons that they need. And um, that was one of their key powerhouses with a big cap on the number of dragons they can produce in the first place. Illyrian does fall behind other tribes and um, it probably is going to hurt for most Illyrian players um, adapting to the new meta. But, um, you know, I'm sure things may change in regard to forges and... Um, you know, that could help some of these other tribes maybe bump themselves up a bit on the tier list. And finally, down in D tier, we have Aquarian, who, um, I mean, I, I've said this before, they're just, they don't have a good start. It feels bad to play as Aquarian. Um, you don't, you don't get good resources, you don't get attack, um, your early game unit can still take a hot second to really get up to producing and expanding with, and, um, at the end of the day, your special units are kind of subpar compared to any other special units, and really have trouble competing with giant battleships, you know, just like standard special giant battleships. So it, um, it can be a rough tribe to play if you're looking solely for competitive excess and domination. If you want to just have a fun time with the fish people, though, they're, they're totally fun to play with. It's just, um, you will you won't have an edge and that is why they are the only tribe that ranked down in the D tier. Well that wraps up the Polytopian Times updated uh, diplomacy beta tier list. Thanks for tuning in as always and uh, we'll see you next week. Until then, bye.